Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard, and welcome to episode four of season two of the One Giant Mind podcast. These episodes were recorded at the MKT Communications HQ in Melbourne pre-COVID. And the more we listen to these episodes, the more we realize how poignant they are for the times that we're living in right now. In this episode, I talked to Sam Doyle, a young entrepreneur who was inquiring about the principle of detachment as a means of protecting herself from the overwhelm of everything that's happening in the world right now. We explore in a nuanced conversation the difference between non-attachment and detachment and how we can convert our energy of rage and disdain for everything that's happening in the world into something that is creative and impactful that becomes a solution for all the problems that we see. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Sam Doyle and I work at a yoga studio. I'm starting to be a health coach and I run a conscious traveling website. And I'm from Melbourne and I'm 22. All these young go-getters. And my question is, I've found myself being very emotionally affected by other people's suffering, um, other animals suffering, the environmental suffering. Um, And I was wondering if there's like a level of detachment that's needed um, from being so emotionally affected. Um, I do meditate already uh, twice a day. And also if there is a level of detachment that's needed, how can it coexist with compassion? Yeah, such a great question. Me too, by the way. It's, a, it's intrinsic in our humanity to feel compassion and pain for others suffering. That actually is one of the most defining points of our humanity is the fact that we feel for one another and are so deeply disturbed when we see suffering in others or suffering of the planet where we see suffering at the hands of ignorance that enrages us. And I've made peace with the fact that I am so affected by that because it reminds me of my humanity. It's it's a signal of my humanity and it's what defines me and actually now more than ever given the state of affairs in the planet drives my sense of purpose to do whatever i can without compromising my own well-being to be of service in some way it the, it, it removes the distraction there's nothing like a little bit of agitation or a lot to keep you focused on what's important to remove that agitation. The bottom line is that we can't truly feel complete and utter bliss whilst others are suffering. And in the pursuit for total freedom, Part of that journey is about contributing to the liberation of others because our liberation is dependent on others' liberation. You can't experience bliss in isolation, nor can you experience suffering in isolation. Meaning that another person's bliss or your bliss is going to have the impact on another 
another person's suffering or your own suffering is going to have an impact on an, on everyone else. And so we have an underlying responsibility to ensure that we are in our, our highest and best state and that what we're bringing to the table is the most refined version of what we have to offer in this moment. That's all that's asked of us. That's what our responsibility is. What is the best that I can provide now that I'm giving my best effort to? And I tend not to use the word detachment because that reinforces an idea of severing connection, which ultimately causes us to ignore our fundamental nature, which is that we are interdependent, we are connected. We can't truly be detached from each other. We can pretend, we can ignore, but that doesn't take away the reality that is causing the feelings in the first place. What I replace it with is the term non-attachment, meaning that whilst I am attached to you and that you and I have a responsibility to each other, I am not rigidly holding onto an expectation for you to be anything other than what you are. And this is a massive game changer in alleviating the intensity of emotion that we feel being empathic creatures. Practicing non-attachment means relinquishing expectation for you to be anything other than what you are. This is a true act of compassion. This is where compassion can actually truly flourish. I understand that the way that you're behaving is the result of conditioning that you haven't yet got on top of. And the suffering that your actions are generating, I see as a part of a much bigger problem. And I'm certainly not going to just pinpoint you as the cause of the problem. It's a collective problem. And immediately our disdain for the world shifts into a deep sense of empowerment to act responsibly to our responsibility to the collective, to act responsibly to the collective, to live with conscience, reason, and purpose in service of it. That's compassion. And so, but when we try to apply some principle of detachment to shut down or to ignore what's happening in the world, it will only exacerbate our own suffering. And sometimes we feel like it's the only way we can deal with it is just to shut down. It's like, it's too much. The Amazon is on fire. Siberia is on fire. All these things that are happening. It's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Woo! It's hard not to get caught up in the story. And our involvement and investment in the story is so reflective of our nature as human beings we we on a on the most primal sensory level are governed by our nature to belong and nurture the greater whole and when that's being violated it causes such an immense disturbance in us the extreme example of this is the condition of the indigenous peoples of earth and how they were removed or displaced from their 
habitat in which they thrived as a tribe and how quickly we saw them disappear. And the ones that remain, how much they struggle because of the disconnection, the, the removal of their belongingness to the land and to each other. They represent our biological ancestry in the most pure and literal sense of our connection and belonging to each other and the earth. And they have nearly been all but destroyed. You know, the great last living treasure of the planet, as far as humans go, are our indigenous peoples. And they're nearly all but gone. Uh, and there's just so much to learn from them about how to prioritize connection to the earth and to ourselves and to, to the land. And so one of the great things that we can do is dedicate ourselves to whatever we believe is uh, the greatest need of the time. Just dive in the deep end and prioritize the cause that you believe is generating the greatest amount of destruction and suffering that you have some means and capability to resolve or contribute to a solution. If only in your community. And actually, let me take that if only away. <laughs> in your community. Because in your community, microactivism is, is the way that the world is going to change. That's the only way the world is going to change. No one individual organization is capable of micromanaging all of the problems in the world. All of the problems in the world need localized solutions. All the problems of the world are spread out all over the world and are very nuanced and different from one region or environment or territory or culture to another and require microactivism, small, powerful movements that are effective and transformative. And so we can relinquish the burden of needing to save the world and just inspire and affect our local community. This is the greatest thing that we can be doing. And that alleviates the pain and the, the intensity, knowing that you have dedicated your life to doing something about it. Is that helpful? Yes, very helpful. <laughs> uh, great. Um, Anything else? Yes, I wanted to also ask a little bit um, in terms of like frustration. Um, for example, even when I go to the supermarket, this is just one tiny example of my life. Um, just like seeing people use like plastic bags and that kind of stuff. All I want to do is say something or, you know, educate them. But obviously I'm not going to do that because they're a stranger and they're just going about their daily life. Is there a way that I can better, you know, manage those emotions internally? Um, you know, when I'm there in that moment? Uh, yeah. By taking action day to day, that you know is contributing to, to the solution. You know, we notice that our frustration with the way things are happening in the world, it, it alleviates 
when we know that we are actually making a contribution because generally our frustration is more so our frustration with ourself initially and then this is where our spiritual practice becomes very powerful because it helps us to combat our um, resistance to considering how they have arrived at being so ignorant why are they so ignorant that's like oh <laughs> and that's where compassion comes in compassion is very intelligent compassion seeks out with curiosity to understand to truly understand compassion is understanding real understanding and then the desire to want to do something about it and i say be bold innovative and very forthcoming in presenting options and solutions and they don't have to be big grand things you know just be local a local solution sit down get some friends together and go right we've got this plastic bag issue how could we approach the local supermarket local coals whatever you know as empowered young people provide them with a solution something creative and then make a story out of it make a thing and hopefully it spreads like wildfire that's how change happens if you're actually frustrated and annoyed with something transmute it that frustration with action I guess another thing I wanted to say was um, I guess people feel different levels of compassion differently um, but I find that I feel more emotional when I uh, come across like the environmental issues that are happening in the world right now like the Amazon fire that's happening. Um, I just think about all the people that live in you know the jungle there and the animals that live there and then also like the Japanese have just started their commercial whaling again this year, uh, this week. Uh, and it, it's just taken like a really emotional impact on me personally. Give yourself time to feel those feelings. Feel them. You're a human being. It's important that you feel that because it indicates that you're connected with your humanity. These things are supposed to make us upset. Right? If we're not upset, we're disconnected. You're connected. You just need to be the alchemist of your emotions now and transmute that anger and disdain into something constructive. Turn it into an energy that is going to provide solution. That's the call to action. We need to repurpose our disdain and anger with something creative that is going to have impact. And it's hard work and it's exhausting and it's like, ah. <laughs> being a human right now is like being a wake human. Is like, whew, constantly need a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the times we live in, what are we going to do? Just get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. Commune, commiserate. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like you've just got an enormous amount of fire in your belly. I do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's an exciting thing. You know, all of these things that seem so terrible that are happening in the world are probably the only things that are going to light the kind of fire in you and everyone in your generation 
to to come up with the solutions that are going to be the thing that makes this world change. If you didn't have this fire in your belly, you'd be probably doing other things that weren't contributing. We need to look at it like that. We need to repurpose our perspective and go, okay, well, there needs to be a big change. Who's going to do it? Us. And I feel like I've got a lot of energy to do that <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's good because <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. If it's not constantly in your face, we'll forget because we're creatures of comfort. Okay, the fire's out, great. Let's just relax on the beach. <laughs> but if the fire constantly is blazing, then it's a constant reminder to you that stuff needs to happen constantly. Special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, a.k.a. Spiritual Trady. Sky Tipler from MKT Communications for the use of their beautiful space. Ali Lieberman for this gorgeous music you're hearing. And all the One Giant Mind team. If you're uh, interested in learning to meditate and you don't have a practice yet, One Giant Mind supports you in two specific ways. You can download the free One Giant Mind Learn to Meditate app, which will take you through a beautiful 12-step process of learning a powerful technique. The alternative is to go onto the website, onegiantmind.com, and check out our teacher directory. We have teachers from all around the world offering courses on a weekly basis, both online and in person. So if you can't find a teacher in your local area, you're certainly going to find one who's going to be able to teach you in a course they'll be running online. And finally, if you are a passionate meditator and you feel a calling to do something powerful in the world, we are calling for you to join us in our meditation teacher family to bring meditation to the world by participating in the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program. In 12 weeks, we will empower you to be able to successfully teach anybody how to practice meditation and make it a daily habit. All that information can be found at onegiantmind.com.